My father's final words were, love her as I loved her, and there will be joy. I present to you your queen, Queen Buttercup. Why do you do this? Because you had love in your hands and you gave it up. But they would have killed Wesley if I hadn't done it. Your true love lives and you marry another. True love saved her in the fire swamp and she treated it like garbage. And that's what she is, the queen of refuse. So bow down to her if you want. Bow to her. Bow to the queen of slime, the queen of filth, the queen of putrescence. Boo! Boo! Rubbish! Filth! Slime! Muck! Boo! Boo! She said, where you been? So I thought real hard and said, I fell asleep in that hammock in the yard. She said, you don't know it, boy, but you just blew it. And I said, well, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's my story. Oh, that's my story. Well, I ain't got a witness and I can't prove it. But that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Hi, everybody. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up with that clip from the movie The Princess Bride that, you know, we sh- we should all consider a cult classic from showing it to our kids when they were little and uh you know it's just a it's just one of the one of the one of the classics. And I use and I use that scene specifically because as I was going through the stuff that happened this week, I said, "We need to get that that scene and I just use the whole scene and you'll you'll understand why as we get into the second half I promise but that's such a such a great fitting scene and I'll use it again uh that that uh that song was that's my story by Colin Ray that's my story and I'm sticking to it because that seems to be the democrats lying it doesn't matter how many times that they prove that the democrats are lying they still stick to it the the democrat playbook is is never admit you're wrong don't admit your guilt don't ever don't ever apologize just stick with it and the people will just keep listening to it stuff that they proved was wrong and they keep still saying this stuff on TV and the CNN and PMS, NBC keep playing this stuff. And it's just amazing. It's amazing to me that the American people buy that BS. It's amazing to me that some people just just aren't even aware that this stuff is lies. They keep saying it, and it's disgusting. And I'm going to talk about all that stuff that's gone on this week and uh, and a lot of stuff that you can look forward to happening and But before I do, let me introduce myself. In case, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities out there, you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk to me about real estate financing, but you don't want to talk on the phone just yet because it's so personal, or maybe you just don't want your, your friends at work to hear your personal stuff, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo. That'll take you to my lending page where you can put in as much information as you want me to, want me to have and tell me how much information you want back. You'll, ha- you'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates. We'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle, whether that's to uh, refinance a piece of property that you own or uh, buy a piece of property that you'd like to own, whether that's in California or another state, or whether it's uh, you know, you're over 62 or your spouse is and you want to look into one of those reverse mortgage things where you uh, get to borrow money, you don't have to make payments on it. 
uh, and you know it enhances your uh, your retirement years. So uh, you have more control of your money while uh, while God has control of uh, your years. Um, and uh, you know, look into one of those things. Find out find out the real truth of how they really work. You know, sometimes I hear people go, "Well, I'm just not really interest, interested in a reverse mortgage." And I go, "Why is that?" And they go, "Well, you know, I just haven't heard good things about it." And, uh, and then we start talking and find out that these people really don't understand the whole the whole picture there. And sometimes sometimes you'll uh, I'll have a client and I just say, hey, you know what? This is the only thing you qualify for because you don't show any income. And but anyway, uh, it gives it, it's an opportunity to borrow and an opportunity to uh, enhance your retirement. So if you want to get more information about that, call me eight five five six four zero twenty twenty, or go to edhoffman.net, click on United American Mortgage logo, and we'll do the cyber thing. If there's uh, any part of the show you want repeated or you missed it, um, stay on edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. You can uh, find this week's show as well as several past shows. You can also uh, get the get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. Apple Podcast, depending on uh, what your what what version of uh, your iPhone you have, and you can uh, subscribe to it and have it actually download for free once a week. I record on Friday mornings, and it uploads uh, Friday after. We upload it Friday afternoon, and it'll download to your device shortly thereafter. Listen to it on demand whenever it's convenient for you. If you have comments on the show, send me an email to ed at edhoffman.net. and uh, sometimes I'll comment on them, and sometimes I'll reply, but I read all of them. So let's get on to what's going on this week. Hunter Biden has reached a deal with the federal prosecutors to resolve the five-year federal investigation into his failure to pay two years of federal tax taxes and his illegal purchase of a handgun. Of course, just seems peculiar to me that he reached a plea deal before anybody else in the whole country knew that he was being charged with anything. And of course, they keep referring to this five-year five-year investigation, but for five years, who's been investigating anything? Nobody, because... The Democrats had control of the of the Congress, and and as far as I'm concerned, the only only investigation started in January when we took the House. So uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's my opinion of what's going on. According to the agreement filed in the U.S. District Court in Delaware this week, Hunter will plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges, misdemeanors, one for 2017 and one for 2018. Why is nothing a felony when it comes to Democrats? Anyway, so two misdemeanor charges, one for 17, one for 18, and two years where he failed to pay taxes on more than $1.5 million of taxable income. Really? $1.5 million? Well, we know he was getting paid by Burisma a million dollars a year. So in two years, there was only $1.5 million, and I think that started in 2014. So how would it only be $1.5 million? And, of course, uh, we know that... Uh, uh, they had the deal with the Chinese and the and Moscow, and the Chinese gave him an eighty thousand dollar diamond and offered him thirty million dollars. And uh, I don't know; it just doesn't seem doesn't seem like uh, one and a half million is enough. Uh, the filing shows that Hunter owed the IRS more than a hundred thousand dollars for each of those two years. So let me do some simple math. 100,000 times 2 is 200,000 divided by a million and a half, 13.3% tax rate. Seems to me that's lower than, uh, that's a lower tax rate than uh, Warren Buffett's secretary pays. I don't know, how do, they, how do they get away with that stuff? Especially when we know he made a hell of a lot more than one and a half million. Politico reports that during the investigation, Hunter paid off his tax debts after getting $2 million loan from a Hollywood attorney and producer named Kevin Morris, who's said to be making a movie about Hunter Biden based on his 2021 memoir, Beautiful Things. Well, number one, I'm sure going to run out and see that movie at the theater as soon as, I, as, soon as it comes out, because, you know, I can't imagine how awesome that's going to be, what a hero they're going to make him look like. And, of course, his memoir is called Beautiful Things. Is he talking about the hookers that he uh, went to bed with, or uh, or what? I don't know. I don't know what uh, what in Hunter Biden's life could be considered beautiful things. Maybe it's his uh, his uh, his deceased brother's uh, widow that he was having sex with. Oh, Hallie Hallie Biden, she's a beautiful thing. And as soon as my brother dies, I'm going to take her to bed. I don't know. Two years ago, Hunter predicted his legal victory to CBS News. I'm cooperating um, completely. 
And I am absolutely certain, 100% certain, that at the end of the investigation, that I will be cleared of any wrongdoing. You're 100% certain. I'm 100% certain. He's 100% certain because my daddy promised me. My daddy promised I was going to be just fine. I'm not going to jail. Now for the gun charge. That's based on an 11-day period in October 2018 when Hunter possessed a Colt Cobra 38 caliber revolver despite knowing he was an unlawful user of and addicted to a controlled substance. We covered this a year ago, but the story is that Hunter lied on a firearm application by saying he was not an illegal drug user. Obviously not true. And if you fill out an application to, uh, to buy a gun, that's one of the things that's asked on it on all of them. 11 days later, of course, they expect you to be on the honor system and, and tell the truth. 11 days later, Bo's widow, Hallie, found the gun. Remember the, his, his, his deceased brother's wife that he was sleeping with? So Hallie finds the gun, thought Hunter was going to kill himself, and threw the gun away in a trash dumpster behind Jansen's Market in Delaware. Hunter claimed that when he went back to retrieve it, it was gone. Where's my gun? I threw it in the trash can at the market. Which one? Right out, right in, the, right in the back. I'm going to go get it. Police and the FBI showed up, and Hunter tried to pin stealing the gun on a couple of Jansen's Market's Mexican employees. Hmm, sounds like xenophobia to me. Hey, those, those two Mexicans, they, they did it. They stole it. I know it. Then two Secret Service agents went to the store where Hunter Biden bought the gun, and the owner refused to hand over the record because he suspected that uh, they wanted to cover up for Joe Biden's son. Now, remember, at the time, Joe Biden was not president, and he wasn't vice president. He was the former vice president. Oh, if the Secret Service is coming, they're going to try and bury something so uh, to protect his son. I'm not giving it to him. That was probably true because the Secret Service later claimed they never went to the store. Yeah, the guy at the gun store, he's lying. That's the ticket. They never went to the store. Yeah, they never did anything for Joe Biden's son. That's the ticket. So the ATF agent showed up later, and the owner gave the record to them instead. And if that hadn't happened, Hunter might never have been charged with illegal firearms possession because we'd never have we'd never have any uh, copy of that. Of course, this is the thing I keep wondering: is don't people in America have copy machines? I mean, our copy. I mean, I know people don't use faxes anymore, but uh, you know, there's a there's a there's a rumor that faxes are going to come back because with with uh, AI, faxes will be the only thing that you can't that you can't uh, that you can't duplicate or make them into phony stuff. So, uh, but apparently, apparently, maybe copy machines are out because wouldn't the guy just make a copy of it? So if uh, so, he'd have a record of it if if he's going to give the original to the ATF for the Secret Service. I don't know. I digress. But now the whole thing's a wash because the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, recommended that the court dismiss all charges as long as Hunter Biden stays away from drugs and completes a two-year probation. It might happen. Yeah, and monkeys might fly out of my butt. Yeah, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden says he's not going to use illegal drugs anymore, and he's going to be on probation for two years, which means, uh, hey, if we catch you with anything and we actually tell anybody that we caught you with it, then you're busted. Of course, he's the president's son, so even if we catch him, we're not going to tell anybody. That means he avoids a, a maximum of 10 years in prison for the firearm charge and up to 12 years in prison for the tax charges. Weiss's office says the investigation is still ongoing and the deal is still subject to approval by a federal judge. But even so, it sounds like Team Hunter has been assured this is a closed case. Here's his attorney, Chris Clark, on PMSNBC. He didn't get into any legal trouble, at least not yet. And you can tell me if you believe this is closed as well regarding his interactions with Ukraine or China. Do you think he regrets, though, pursuing that while his dad was vice president? I have no idea. I mean, uh... You know, that's not something that I can speak about, um, but he didn't do anything that has been the source of any charges after a five-year investigation by the Department of Justice. Is this the end of it? My understanding is that we're done. Yeah, so for tax evasion charges, so if you're Hunter Biden, uh, you just get slapped on the wrist, and that's the end of it. Of course, uh, we can think of some other high-profile people that, that didn't get treated quite the same. Uh, actor Wesley Snipes owed the IRS $23.5 million for five years of income from 2001 to 2006. He went on trial in 2008 
went to federal prison for three years, ordered to pay $9.5 million in restitution. Remember Survivor? I guess Survivor's still on. But season one, which was like 25 years ago, 26 years ago, uh, the original winner was Richard Hatch. Remember the the gay guy that uh, that threw off his his uh, his competition by uh, by going naked on this island uh, to throw them off, and uh, he won some kind of challenge. I didn't watch it, so but I remember all the all the stories. But he owed the IRS. million in taxes from his survivor winnings, which seems peculiar to me because, as I understood it, first first prize was a million dollars. But he owed $1.4 million in taxes from his survivor winnings, radio appearances, oh, okay, plus radio appearances and rental property income in 2001-2002. He went on trial in 2006, and he was sentenced to 51 months in federal prison. That's four years and three months for those of you that can't count. In federal prison and three years of probation. How about musician Willie Nelson? Country music star and about 90-year-old Willie Nelson. He should run for, he should be a senator. Uh, he owed $16.7 million in the late 80s after a tax shelter he created was found to be bogus. The debt was reduced to $6 million, but the IRS raided his home before he could start paying and seized all his property. They also created an unprecedented revenue-sharing agreement with him that forced him to give the IRS proceeds from his next record. Yeah, if he was just last name, if he was just Willie Biden, it would have been different. Other than Hunter, the only ones who get away with it are the professional race baiters. Let's talk about the Reverend Al Sharpton. He's racked up more than four million dollars in state and federal tax liens against him. With and his four and his for-profit businesses over four decades, there were subpoenas from the IRS and the New York State, and Andrew Cuomo investigated Sharpton's National Action Network. But everything seems to have died down by 2010, even though it was confirmed that he owed 4.5 million dollars in 2014. Truthfully, no one seems to know how Sharpton has never served jail time, and there's at least one internet conspiracy out there that Obama secretly pardoned him. Will we ever know? No. Let's talk about the Reverend Jesse Jackson. He's another we'll never know because his Rainbow Kush coalition never gets audited. Every time an IRS complaint is filed alleging that he uses his nonprofit to enrich himself, Jackson cries that he's being targeted by the right-wing extremist, and nothing ever happens. However, his son, Jesse Jackson Jr., who was an Illinois congressman for 17 years, and his wife both did two years in prison for fraud— Campaign campaign uh, finance violation, as I remember. My opinion on the nonprofit is that most people who use nonprofits make big profits and just use them to shelter them from paying taxes. Let's talk about Hunter's gun charges. Uh, you know how he's getting off with uh, basically uh, nothing. Uh, rapper Kodak Black, who none of us have ever heard of, heard about until this week, uh, had the same exact gun charges as Hunter. He served almost four years in prison. Pardoned by Donald Trump, the horrible racist president who got a lot of African-Americans out of jail with his criminal justice reform policies. Yeah, Trump is, Trump is so, so racist. In addition, an anonymous, quote, person familiar with the negotiations seems confident that this is the end of the road for the investigating hunter. Not just for tax evasion and weapons possession, but for everything. After all, the laptop from hell never entered into the investigation. This anonymous insider statement says, The plea agreement is intended to be comprehensive resolution of Hunter Biden's potential legal liability in all matters investigated by the federal authorities. Those matters include all allegations Republicans have leveled in recent years that his business dealings and his well-compensated post on the board of Ukrainian energy company Burisma amounted to corruption or violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act. This is the end of it. But James Comer says this is not the end of it and that the Oversight Committee will continue to investigate Hunter. Kevin McCarthy, back to being a Republican this week, is now behind Comer all the way. If you are the president's son, you get a sweetheart deal. Now, this does nothing to our investigation. It actually should enhance our investigation because the DOJ should not be able to withhold any information now saying that because of pending investigation, they should be able to provide Chairman Coleman with any information that he requires. Well, let's hope that's true. Uh, but, you know, they, uh, they, well, another thing they might say, well, hey, 
if you charge Hunter with anything, that's double jeopardy. Double jeopardy, and you're not allowed to charge somebody with the same crimes twice. But, uh, you know, maybe they'll just uh, charge him with, uh, they'll use the Espionage Act to get at him. Maybe. I kind of doubt it, because he's a Democrat. MSNBC host Katie Turr also asked Hunter's attorney about McCarthy's comments. You heard Speaker McCarthy, him saying that this is a proof that there are two versions of justice and that this is a slap on the wrist. What's your response to that? Again, this was a five-year, very diligent investigation pursued by incredibly professional prosecutors, um, some of whom have been career prosecutors, one of whom at least was appointed by President Trump. And no one has ever said they're not competent, good, or diligent. I haven't heard anyone say that. It would be false to say that. And this is the resolution that was come to after five years. McCarthy was saying that if you look at other cases where the violations are similar, there's jail time, there's much more, um, there's mu- there, there are more consequences, stricter consequences than what Hunter Biden is facing. Is this a sweetheart deal? You know, I, I've heard Speaker McCarthy say a lot of stuff I don't agree with. There was no basis for what he said, and he's not right. Yeah, really, the problem is with this five-year investigation is it didn't start till about five months ago. And, of course, the majority of MSNBC and CNN are ready to mock Republicans for continuing to investigate. The child of the president agrees to plead guilty to two crimes, historic in and of itself, though it may not satisfy some critics of the president and his son who have been looking for perhaps more blood here. Uh, Certainly this is a day of closure for the president's family. Now we are seeing Hunter Biden take responsibility and plead guilty. Now, that's not going to stop Republicans, I venture to guess. I suspect we will have lots of howling from the GOP. They'll ignore the facts as they have ignored the facts throughout this process. Here, Trump Republicans have been trying to stir up conspiracy theories left and right. One after another have been disproven. They don't like the facts. They love conspiracy theories. Well, this is another one. House Republicans are going to keep this up. They've decided to go all in on this as a, as a way to keep the Republican base enthusiastic. Yeah, well, Hunter Biden's been extorting money uh, on uh, in his name on behalf of Joe Biden uh, from American taxpayers through other through other foreign countries. And uh, and but. They're satisfied that he agreed to plead guilty to two crimes, jaywalking and driving without a seatbelt on. I don't know. Why would anybody be unsatisfied with that? It's been a banner week for Hunter. Been a banner week for him because he also got resolution in his child support case. Reportedly, the deal will slash his monthly child support payments by more than 75%. And London Roberts has agreed to drop her legal claim to change the child's name to Biden. From the New York Post. London Roberts' lawyer told The Post that final terms were still to be determined and declined to confirm that the client had agreed to re- reduce monthly payments from 20000 a month to 5000 The case is sealed, and, and these are financial terms that should never be disclosed, he said. We have concerns that Hunter would use, them to s- use the settlement as means to promote some other agenda of his. And, of course, my suspicion is there's probably some lump sum payment that he doesn't want anybody to know he, he agreed to. Lawyer also stated that the child, four-year-old Navy, has lots of love from the mother's family. However, everyone is disappointed by the rejection from the Bidens. It's not lost on anybody that Jill Biden wrote a children's book and dedicated it to her grandchildren, lawyer said. She named every single one except Navy. Meanwhile, Joe's only relevant comment this week was, I'm proud of my son. Yeah, well... Would he still be proud of him if he actually used that gun to kill kill himself or somebody? I don't know. I don't know. It just seems it just seems uh, irrelevant. And you know what? What grandparent would ostracize one of their grandchildren just because their child wasn't married to them? I mean, you know what? If my if 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 uh, one of my kids had uh, had a uh, child out of wedlock. We would welcome that child into our family as as grandparents. I don't know about what the kids would do, but Don and I would welcome that person because we know we got three kids and we only have two grandkids. Only one of them has uh, has contributed and uh, to uh, to uh, given us grandkids. And uh, you know, some of you guys out there have lots more, and we're jealous. So uh, you know, if we had if we had had a grandchild out of wedlock, um, we certainly wouldn't punish that kid. We'd make sure that that grandkid got to share some of the inheritance as well as 
have our attention. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this half of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, sports, and commercials, and I'll be right back with lots more stuff going on. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. That's my story. That's my story. Whoa, that's my story. story and i'm sticking to it and welcome back to part two of the main event my name's ed hoffman with united american mortgage i don't talk a lot about mortgages and finance but i could i could go on for days talking about it and in fact i do uh 23 uh, six days and 23 hours a week i uh that's all i talk about uh and of course i like i said until don tells me to shut the hell up Hey, so anyway, hey, let, let me uh, just remind you, I've been uh, talking to some people about uh, about that didn't realize I had written a book. I wrote a book last year, and it's called uh, Experience Matters, Here's Mine. And uh, I talked to a few people that bought the book and didn't had never read it. Say, hey, you know what? Go, well, you know, if it was on audio, it'd be easier. It's on audio. Okay, so anyway, uh, if you haven't read it, you haven't uh, looked into it, uh, edhoffman.net gives you all the links to either buy it in a in book form or to buy it in audio and uh, you'll hear hear this uh, familiar voice uh, uh, reading the whole thing to you and of course I can tell you from experience now that reading your own book into an audio uh, for an audio book is cruel and unusual punishment as the engineer and uh, and uh, your assistant are saying oh wait you left out the go back and read that again oh wait hey put more emphasis on this word Alrighty then. Okay. So anyway, uh, everybody that seems to read it seems to like it, and uh, it's good stuff. It's uh, good life lessons in there. So anyway, uh, experience matters. Here's mine. Get on it. Hoffman.net. And uh, if you uh, are interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, you need financing, call me 855-640-2020 or at Hoffman.net. All right. So uh, let's talk about things going on in Washington, D.C. There's some Strange phenomenons happening in Democrat Party these week, these days. Uh, the first one is where people who are clearly ailing and unable to properly serve are essentially forced to stay in because you know what? It's not really important serving our country. You know, we they spend billions of dollars on these elections, and we all spend a lot of attention paying attention. So we can we spend a lot of time paying attention. So we make sure our vote goes the right way. And we make sure that we understand the the well. We those people that listen to my show and those people that are uh, you know at least got their brain turned on. Uh, they you know they read the they read the propositions and we all email back and forth and we text back and forth and we post on Facebook back and forth and we talk about you know what is what do these uh, propositions really mean? We actually put some time and attention into how to vote. But you know, for the Democrat Party, it's not about it's not about serving. Remember, these people in Congress and Senate, they work for us. It's not serving us. It's just making sure the Democrats stay in charge. Obviously, we can point to Joe Biden, who uh, I'm sure there is about 12 Democrats that were running for president in 2020 that are wondering why they stepped out and uh, and endorsed Biden just to keep uh, Bernie Sanders from getting it. Couldn't I have won? Then we'd at least have someone who's conscious in the White House when we cheated to beat Trump. 
Uh, we can also point to John Fetterman of Pennsylvania, whose plight shows just how sick the Democrat Party is. The man can barely speak. And, of course, I'll remind you of what uh, what my sister, who lives in Pennsylvania, said. I say, hey, you know what? Are you going to vote for the guy with half a brain that can't even think? She goes, well, you want me to vote for a, for a TV doctor? Well, he is a doctor. He doesn't just play a doctor on TV. He's a doctor with a, uh, with a TV show. Doesn't mean that he's a TV doctor. He's not like Doogie Howser. Uh, uh, you know, it's he's not a he's not just plays it. You know, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. No, uh, Doctor Oz is a doctor. He just happens to have a TV show. But that's how uh, that's how people in Pennsylvania think, or that's how Democrats in Pennsylvania think. Uh, we can also so uh, so that's how that one went. And of course, there's California Senator Dianne Feinstein. Feinstein's return to the Senate on May 10th after about a shingles. Uh, uh, I'm sure that's her only diagnosis. And of course, Dianne Feinstein turned 90 this week on Thursday. So, uh, hey, happy birthday, Dianne! Uh, if you uh, if you have if you even realize it's your birthday. Last month, New York's New York Times wrote a detailed report of how Feinstein's young aides are reading for her telling her how to vote, pushing her wheelchair, and forbidding the media, even CNN, from filming her. Uh, yeah, that's who we want in there. Now the Democrat mayor of Los Angeles, former congresswoman Karen Bass, is expressing concern about Feinstein. Bass supports the 76-year-old Representative Barbara Lee for Feinstein's seat for no other reason than the fact that she's a black woman. And we and we know how, uh, and we know how that's worked out. You know, uh, uh, we got the vice president. Uh, Kamala Harris because she's a woman of color. And, of course, we know damn well she's not African-American. And, uh, of course, his whole cabinet of incompetent is, is, uh, was all nominated because they're either Hispanic or they're Asian or they're transgender or they're homosexual. Or, you know, there's no, such, there's no concern for, uh, for, uh, for competence. We just want to make sure that the Biden administration is the most diverse cabinet ever. So uh, so Karen Bass supports Barbara Lee just because she's black, unlike her other contenders, Congresswoman Katie Porter and the now censured Congressman Adam Schiff, who announced he was running for to replace Feinstein six months, six months ago. Here's CNN's Jake Tapper asking Karen, Karen Bass about Feinstein. You have endorsed your former colleague Barbara Lee uh, for Senate in, in California. The Congresswoman trails uh, her Democratic House colleagues, Katie Porter and Adam Schiff, in most uh, statewide polling. Governor Newsom has vowed to appoint a black woman to the Senate seat if it becomes open in the next 18 months. Should he appoint Barbara Lee if that happens, do you think? Well, Barbara Lee was under consideration before he made uh, the appointment of Senator Padilla, who I support and I'm excited about. And I absolutely think he should uh, appoint Barbara Lee. But we'll see. I mean, Senator Feinstein is still in office. It's not an issue right now. Should she be? Should she be in office? Well, you know, I mean, that's her decision. I worry about her. I worry about her health. But ultimately, of course, that's her decision to make. Yeah. Does anybody really believe that's her decision to make? No. Does anybody believe that she really wants to spend her 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 90s in office or, uh, you know, she just doesn't really know where she's at? Uh, and we know that her her office announced her that she was going to retire. And and then after uh, after she's interviewed, she goes, uh I'm not retiring. I didn't say I was retiring. And then someone whispers in her ear, well, we made that announcement. Oh, we did? We did? I didn't know about that. Well, hey, who's running Diane Feinstein's office? The interns and her assistants or her? Seems to me, seems to me, when, uh, when Trump was in office, Trump made the calls and his assistants made it happen. And it seems to me how it should work. That if you're a congressman or you're a senator, your staff works for you. You don't work for your staff. This doesn't seem to be how how it appears in the Biden administration. Any of the office. Oh wait, I'm going to get in trouble if I if I go off uh, topic. Oh, uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in trouble if I if I walk this way. And of course, he never knows which way he's supposed to go. He stops talking, reading reading off his teleprompter, and says, "Which way do I go?" And then his people have to uh, have to stop him. And of course, if you watched. Watch the uh, the graduation of the Air Force the Air Force graduation Air Force Academy graduation where he actually fell down 
where it actually fell down when he walks up to the when he walks up to the podium, he walks too far. Hey, go behind the podium and he kept walking and someone had to steer him back. No, Mr. President, over there, that's the podium you just walked by. Amazing. Amazing. These are the people running our country. So speaking of Adam Schiff, he's the second phenomenon. Here's a guy running for Senate to the delight of absolutely no one. No one wants him to represent California in the Senate uh, as if he represents California in the in the House. And he was censured this week about time. Anna Paulina Luna of Florida spearheaded the effort to make this happen via a resolution that passed Wednesday, 213 to 209, with six Republicans voting present. And their names aren't important because you've never heard of any of them. But why would anybody just not vote on this? Why would anybody who calls himself a Republican just not just say, hey, present, I'm not voting. I don't want to make anybody mad. I don't have an opinion. I don't have an opinion on anything. I listen to everything that's going on. How can you how can you be aware enough to be elected as a as a representative and not have known what Adam Schiff did? The resolution originally included forcing Schiff to pay a sixteen million dollar fine. That part was taken out after it prevented a resolution from passing earlier this week. Um but you know what's funny here? I'm going to stop here and say, you know, Schiff, according to what I can find on the internet, he had a net worth in 2018 of 1.4 million. 1.4 million five years ago. And of course, they tried to pass a resolution saying he had to pay a $16 million fine. Well, how could he do that if he's only worth 1.4 million? But according to uh, the, the sources that we find on the internet, today his, his net worth is $60 million. How does somebody go from $1.4 million in 2018, five, million, five years later, to $60 million? What kind of assets appreciate like that? And, of course, somebody asked me, hey, well, couldn't he have had some really good real estate that, that went from $1.4 million to $60 million? No. No, he couldn't. Well, maybe, uh, maybe Elon Musk just uh, donated to him uh, $60 million worth of stock. That, you know, that's probably the only way he could have gone like that. Otherwise, he's doing something that's uh, illegal, unethical, or uh, fraudulent. So, uh, however, Luna's resolution does refer to sh- refer shift to the House Ethics Committee for investigation, as well as the traditional censure elements of making the disgraced member stand in the well of the House for a public rebuke. Bow to the Queen of Slime, the Queen of Filth, the Queen of Putrescence. Boo! Boo! Rubbish! Filth, slime, muck, boo, boo, boo. Of course, the 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 Congress would have to call him the the congressman of filth, of putrescence, of garbage. Anyway, so I thought that was uh, when they say, "Hey, he has to stand there for public rebuke," and I said, "Oh, I need that scene from the Princess Bride." So why did they censure Adam Schiff? I think we all know. Uh, in case, but in case anybody forgot, for misleading the American public over the course of the congressional investigations into Trump campaign's supposed ties to Russia, a.k.a. the Russia collusion hoax, and, of course, for his relentless action as lead manager of the Trump impeachment. The man was maniacal and still is. You'll hear it in a minute. On Wednesday, Kevin Carthy had to say this about what qualifies Adam Schiff for censure. Think about what he's taken the American public through. Now you have today uh, in the Intel Committee a briefing showing that uh, proof that um, Adam Schiff again lied to the American public for numerous times, drove America through uh, a pretty much a nightmare. Yeah, Adam Schiff, every, if he's talking, he's lying. And of course, if you if you remember all the details, this guy is this guy had absolute positive proof that was going to that was going to prove that he was colluding with Russia. He never had anything. But Adam Schiff has some kind of nerve because the very same day of his censure on Wednesday, he still joined his fellow Dems on the on the Judi- Judiciary Committee in grilling special counsel John Durham. Smith, apparently unaware that he's the only one who still cares, used his time in the hearing to obsess over the same delusions that led him to perpetuating the collusion hoax in the first place, like the Mueller report and Don Jr. What is this, 2019? 
And when you say you're not aware of evidence of collusion in the Mueller report, it's because you apparently haven't read the Mueller report very well. Don Jr. was informed that a Russian official was offering the Trump campaign, quote, very high level and sensitive information, unquote, that would be incriminating of Hillary Clinton was part of, quote, Russia and its government support of Mr. Trump. You aware of that? Sure. People get phone calls all the time from uh, individuals who claim to have information like that. Really, the son of a presidential candidate gets calls all the time from a foreign government offering dirt on their important opponent. Is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. Yeah, Durham was uh, Durham was uh, quite quite quick on his wits on that one. Hey, he's ref- you know, and he's saying, hey, this shouldn't be unique in your experience. And he's referring to a, a radio show prank where two comics claimed to be parliament speaker of uh, of Ukraine and called him up to offer uh, to offer some uh, evidence that Donald Trump was doing illicit things in Russia. Remember this? Hi. All right. I'm going to put Mr. Schiff on the phone and then I guess are you going to transfer him to Mr. Parubi? Yes, of course. Great. Thank you. Hi. How are you? Hello, Mr. Schiff. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you, Chairman. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with you. I know that you work for investigation regarding Trump and Russian government. Yes. We know some important information about that. Yeah, and of course they went on to say that they, you know, they had naked pictures of him with uh, some uh, Russian uh, model or Russian uh, movie star or something. And of course uh, we've got the compromat uh, pictures, and uh, Adam Schiff's going, "Oh, you know, what are the what are the degree of the compromat that? Well, you know, we're very interested in finding out, you know, finding out about this stuff." And then he's in there saying that, "Hey, oh, Donnie Jr. should be uh, should uh, should be able to take calls from." From people like that? Wait, 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 wait. Is that the pot calling the kettle black? But, you know, he knows what we all know. The Democrats are stupid. And they and they hear this stuff. And as long as Schiff says it on TV, it must be true. And, of course, CNN will, will use that clip. We'll use that clip and say, hey, you know what? This Look at uh, Adam Schiff uh, disgracing John Durham for, for not finding any collusion here. And finding out that, you know, the, the Mueller, Mueller thing was, was flawed on Wednesday as his censure proceedings took place. The House floor erupted into chaos with boos of Democrats. Here's Kevin McCarthy presiding. Resolution 521, the House is resolved. That the House of Representatives censures Adam Schiff, representative of the 30th Congressional District of California. for misleading the American public and for, and for conduct unbecoming of an elected member of the House of Representatives, the Representative Adam Schiff will be forthwith present himself in the well of the House of Representatives for the pronouncement of censure. That Representative Adam Schiff will be censured with the public reading of this resolution by the Speaker. And that the Committee on Ethics shall conduct an investigation into Representative Adam Schiff's falsehoods, misrepresentations, and abuse of sensitive information. Yeah, that's how it should have been. Boo! The congressmen are putrescence of garbage. That's how it should have been. But, you know, Dem- uh, Republicans can't ever get into the muck. Republicans always have to be professional and dignified and not really embarrass anybody. And, uh, you know, that's the one that's one of the things that I hate about the Republicans is they don't know how to get into the get into the mud and fight. And, uh, and as I've said before, you know, Travis Allen running for governor said, hey, you know what, if uh, if they're going to play dirty, we need to learn to play dirty. If uh, ballot harvesting is legal, then we need to learn to do it better than them. And if everything that the Democrats do, we need to do, do it better than them. We do, can't stay dignified and professional. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, all the all the uh, all the uh, protesting, all the all the things happen on Election Day and the Democrats are ready to protest. But the Republicans can't because they all have jobs. So next, Adam Schiff delivered what I'm sure he thinks is a brilliant response to his colleagues, and here it is. To my Republican colleagues who introduced this resolution, I thank you. You honor me with your enmity. You flatter me with this falsehood. 
You who are the authors of a big lie about the last election must condemn the truth-tellers, and I stand proudly before you. Your words tell me that I have been effective in the defense of our democracy, and I am grateful. Today, I wear this partisan vote as a badge of honor. Yeah, for those of you out there in uh, La Cañada, Flint Ridge, and Tahunga, and all the places that that uh, voted Adam Schiff in in the last election and gave him another two years, here's here's the here's the stupidity of what you do. Oh yeah, but you guys you guys didn't have time. You didn't have time to vote because uh, you know election day is during basketball season, and you had to be watching the Clippers and the Lakers. And uh, or it could have been. Uh, I don't think the I don't think the World Series goes on into November. But you know what? Uh, you guys just don't pay attention, or you're just stupid. Sorry, hate to I hate to be uh, be uh, unsugarcoated, but that's just the fact. This guy should not be representing anybody. So uh, let's talk about. Uh, I think all, we all know by now that Joe Biden speaks a language of his own. Uh, some might call it Bidenese. Actually, they do call it that. Politico has quoted uh, White House insiders who say Biden's speechwriter, Vinay Reddy, is fluent in Bidenese. But those uh, same insiders say Biden has always been known to go off script. Right now we're hearing more instances of Bidenese than ever, which does, doesn't exactly make him look competent to serve a second term. Case in point, these strange remarks at the National Safer Communities Summit in Connecticut this week. I'm going to stand in front of each section. No, I really mean it. And then... And if you can see the camera, they can see you. And uh, it's the least consequential part of this whole meeting for you. I promise. All right. God save the queen, man. You know, we've been hearing this stuff all weekend and all week, so I won't go into it. But, you know, what the hell is he talking about? President Biden from Axios, President Biden also uses old-timey expressions that confound even his own staff. That happened again Friday when he ended a speech on gun violence with God Save the Queen, man. Even Olivia Dalton, White House Principal Deputy Press Secretary, didn't know what her boss meant. When journalists asked, she replied only that he was commenting to someone in the crowd. Later, the White House didn't respond when Axios asked what Biden had meant. Then the article pivots to defending Joe Bidenese. It's normal, they say. It's because he's always done it. Biden's quirky aporisms are sometimes weaponized by Republicans who insinuate the 80-year-old president is in mental decline. But Biden has been using unique phrases for years. Biden also said God saved the queen when he was vice president in January 2017 after he certified Donald Trump's 2016 election victory. Axios asked several current and former Biden aides what the phrase meant. Several gave different answers, and some said they still aren't sure. Back to the article. Biden has an arsenal of wacky phrases he deploys during his this year's State of the Union. He told Republican lawmakers, lots of luck in your senior year. Some Biden allies believe that it's his way of saying good luck with that. Hey, yeah, how's that working out for you? Uh, but at the time, the White House declined to tell The New York Times what he meant. And some administration officials still chuckle that they don't quite know either. On the campaign trail in 2020, Biden sort of jokingly called a skeptical voter uh, a lying dog-faced pony soldier. He's claimed in the past that that line was from John Wayne, but film aficionados, which I kind of figure I am, haven't been able to find that movie. There's a 1952 film called Pony Soldier, but John Wayne is not in it. So, uh, you know, I searched IMDb, but I couldn't find it. Well, we're happy to report that dog-faced pony soldier has made a comeback. Biden has finally used it in expression again. It was at the League of Conservation Voters dinner where he combined it with a bizarre claim that his administration will build a railroad over the ocean. It's called the Build Back Biden Plan, which doesn't exist. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. The Build Back Biden, Build Back Better. Don't make me a dog-faced lion pony soldier. Yeah, he's going to build a, build a railroad from the Pacific all the way to the Indian Ocean. Well, you know, uh, a lot of people had some fun with this. Rob Schmidt from uh, Newsmax tweeted, F yeah, 8,000 8, mile ocean train, Biden 2024. Former Congressman Jason Chaffetz tweeted, bold initiative, Mr. President. And, of course, they all attached the, the video of him saying, communication director for Mike Lee tweeted out, that is going to be a heck of a railroad. And then with the video of it. And, of course, communication director for Senator Josh Hawley put, 
put grandpa to bed and then uh, played that. Axios concludes that there are legitimate questions about Biden's age and stamina as he runs for a second term. But his offbeat proverbs are just Biden being Biden. Yeah, well, I don't think it's his age. I just think it's his brain going. Could could happen at any age. And there's a lot of people his age that still are uh, still are uh, coherent. Oh, that's nice. I guess he was just being Biden when he shared his memory about Eva Longoria. Your debut as a director, adding another accomplishment to an already incredible, incredible career. We've known each other a long time. She was 17. I was 40. That's it. But thank you. Yeah, I think he was actually, uh, when he was 40, she was actually eight. And, of course, uh, we all seen the video where he's trying to feel her up. Uh, feel her up as she gives him a little hug and you know it's uh that's just not a professional way that you hug people when you're president or anybody else that isn't your wife i'll admit i do that same thing with my wife when i give her a hug and uh but i'm married to her so uh that's my that's my uh that's my uh privilege so anyway uh and of course we all heard uh uh john fetterman trying to uh mumble some uh some things about the uh i-95 bridge going down i uh would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, um, you know, obviously that, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the with 95. And I, know, I certainly am, too. And we know it's a major uh, eatery. He is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the infraction uh, bill. Yeah, remember, this is a man forced by the DNC and his own wife into returning to the Senate after he took leave for suicide intervention. Yeah, well, at least, at least uh, you know, at least the Pennsylvania voters didn't vote for a TV doctor. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of The Main Event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back again with you next week. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of The Main Event Heard Weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer.